Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys. We are recording this 8.45 a.m. Pacific time, Saturday morning. Uh, I'm going to be refreshing the Twitter sphere and all that fun stuff, trying to figure out if we get any new news. But it's time we waited as long as possible. It is time to do scouting reports, previews, predictions, bets, matchups, interesting connections. All those things, which I'm so excited about. This is episode 900, 900, or 993. We're close to 1,000, Mark, which is really, really cool. And I just want to say thank you. All the hashtag CCs, everybody coming out swinging. I love it. Big Papa, can't wait to hang out tomorrow. Really appreciate you guys. Um, y'all, y'all are the lifeblood, everything about this show, the fact that I get to do this show, I just want to say thank you. Bro, Montana, um, he says, what are you going to be for Halloween? The wife picks my Halloween costumes every year. She's a big theme person. We're doing Grease, um, and the dog is doing um, one of the pink ladies, I think is what they're called. Uh, but, yeah, I'm John Travolta. She's Olivia Newton-John. That's what we're doing. We're hosting a huge – you know, we always do the tailgates. We're doing a, a lawn tailgate for the community with TVs and games and prizes and drinks and all that stuff. So excited about Halloween. One of my favorite days of the year, but what's even better than Halloween. It's the Bengals, baby. I mean, we, we got this game. It's a get right game. Last week was a get right game too, though. Let's be very, very honest. And the 49ers are five and two. They're in first place, but you're coming off back to back losses to subpar teams on the road. Now you're back home. Home is where things get right. Now, Burrow, Chase, far better than Kirk Cousins and Addison. And I don't even think it's close. And they're coming off a bye week. You can spin this however you want to, but it doesn't matter. The 49ers are the superior team, and they're the ones that have to take care of business. Now, we spend all our time getting to know the 49ers and the ins and outs. And I, we every press conference we got clips of, which we're going to have a lot for this. Every game. We watch every single play at least four times on every breakdown, and that's special teams did. Like, we know everything about the Niners. So this is an episode to get to know the enemy. Um, shout out to Rage Against the Machine. Know your enemy. Um, they're three and three. They're an average team. Now, you have to always put asterisks around this. The Bengals start slow. That's who they are. You know, we always talk about the Niners starting slow. Bengals are worse than us at that. But – they, too, have been in, what, three out of four AFC championship games, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, these guys, they're some ballers. But this year has not gone according to plan. 31st in points scored, not good. 
12th in points allowed. Not good. And if you look at the teams that they lost to and they beat, we'll go through their schedule quick. Lost on the road to the Browns by 21 points. Browns blew them out. Lost to the Ravens 27-24 at home. Close game. Beat the Rams 19-16 at home. Close game. Got blown out on the road to the Titans 27-3. Lost by 24 points to the Titans, which I think is a bottom four team in the NFL. Beat the Cardinals on the road 34-20 and beat the Seahawks 17-14. They're undefeated against the NFC West. They beat all three teams, but so have the 49ers. Uh, We've only played two so far, but both the Bengals and the Niners undefeated against the NFC West. So whenever I look at their schedule, there's two things. They had two blowout losses to the Browns and to the Titans. What do those two games have in common? One, they're both on the road. But I think more importantly than that, two of the NFL's most physical teams and sound defenses. I think the 49ers can and do check a lot of those boxes. And I know somebody's listed this going, sound defense? You got to be kidding me. I do think that we run a sound defense. Do we have some hiccups? Yes, we did. But I know we're better than the Titans defense. The Browns, yeah, they put it on us. There's no doubt about that defensively. Still should have won that game, though. And, and so when we look at, yeah, again, on the road, check. Physical team, check. Sound defense, check. Not saying we're going to blow them out, but if you're trying to find something you know, in common with those losses, that's there. Now, you look at the road win against the Cardinals. They beat them by 14. Kind of makes sense. Nah, you know, Not the best defense. They're still figuring things out. The talent isn't there. That's their only road win. Now, can the Bengals win this game? Oh, my gosh, yes. In the NFL, anybody can win a game in the NFL. It will humble you. And, yeah, right here, we're going to talk about this, Big Sully. Joe Burrow looking healthy. He's back, coming back after a bye. Our defense has to be better. Rush four, Wilkes. We blitzed nine times. I know that everybody's just like, quit blitzing. We blitzed nine times. Nine. That's it. Blitz is bringing more than four. We did it nine times in the game. That's it. Now, the times, the timing, I think that's key. And... You know, I was going to play this clip later, but uh, Sally, you you freaking put it up. Here's Wilkes talking about when to blitz. And context is so damn important. I don't, you know, you, you go back to, to to Cleveland and, you know, right before the half, you know, we, we got a sack, caused fumble. Uh, they ruled it, you know, incomplete. Bosa got, you know, a sack there. So I think it's all timing, you know what I'm saying, in the situations. Uh, some get picked up, yes, but uh, I think you have to be um, – on point at times when you when you are bringing pressure, you know, because you don't want to get hurt with it. So we try to mix it up a little bit for us, you know, man zone and uh, zone pressure. So and, and so, like, yeah, we all want to get so mad at the call, and rightfully so, it was a bad call, almost resulted in interception, but still, that doesn't dismiss it. But nobody's mad at Wilkes for blitzing against the Browns before the half, almost caused a fumble. It should have been a fumble. Should have been backwards pass fumble. Our ball and what result? But I understand they're different. It's just you got to be consistent with your critiques. If you don't like any of the blitzes, you got to dislike all the blitzes, not just whenever it goes wrong. Um, and so we'll see. And you know you've got Bosa out there saying, "Oh, we got to blitz four man pressure." Dude, I saw Bosa go one and one against a backup tight end and get put on the ground in pass protection. And I love Bosa, and I think he still has been incredible. But that blitz four stuff, it ain't working. 
And I don't know what the answer is. I want to stop stunting so much. But I walked away. I watch every, I mean, I record every single snap that I watch and break it down. I thought that was Bosa's worst pass rushing game of his entire career. And in the second half, the Vikings said, we don't need to double team Bosa anymore. And they stopped. In pass protection, they stopped double teaming Bosa, especially in the fourth quarter. And he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. Um, in the run game, he did well. But, you know, I, I think a lot of it, nine blitzes over the course of 45 pass attempts. I don't have a problem with that. Those numbers are fine. The timing, that's where I have an issue. And that's what he just talked about as well. Um, and uh, one more time right here. But thank you, Big Joe. Drake Jackson now has to earn snaps. He needs extra being the doghouse man of motivation. Lake Gregory takes some more. Jackson had 15 plays. I He got put on the ground, I think, four times I went back and counted of 15 plays. I would not be upset if he was a healthy scratch moving forward personally, um, but I want him to take those steps up. I just don't know if more playtime right now is beneficial to him long-term when they're all really, really up, not good. They're just all not good. Um, even on special teams, he was getting put on the ground, which was really, really weird. Um, those don't even count to his 15 snaps, but I, I love Drake Jackson. He's still young. He's still got a high upside. He just needs some more time. Um, right here, Josh, what's up, brother? He says, any thought on changing up the defensive front, maybe Armstead outside on base downs, um, JK in for him, then Armstead inside on pass rushing downs. Uh, I, if you want to go to some more five-man fronts, which they flirted with twice, you know, last game, I don't mind that. Um, I trade for an end, another one. Randy Gregory's great. I want his snaps to increase, not Cleveland Farrell's, not Drake Jackson's. Randy Gregory needs to be on the field a lot more, but that's not enough. Even if Randy Gregory plays an elite, you know, 25, 45 snaps, you got to have somebody else, and Cleveland Farrell's good against the run, but that's it. So I don't want Armstead outside. We We've done that. I don't like it. Maybe against, you know, non-mobile quarterbacks, maybe. Yeah, that's rough, man. Um, it, that, that That's a hard one. And so it, <clears throat> I'm going to stay away from that one. I don't want to do it yet, and especially you don't want to do it on a short week. Ed says, John, every blitz they send Huff on watch the play has never worked. Uh, Huff got the one play that we did get pressure was when Huff was right in his face, and Kirk Cousins made a perfect pass. We are telegraphing our blitzes. I do agree with you there, Ed, 100%. Uh, we are showing what we're doing coverage-wise. That's my biggest Wilkes complaint. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, right here, Chris, thank you for the super chat. How much of our defense woes is on Kyle for Wilkes saying he's still learning and not knowing the system eight weeks in? Uh, it takes time. People wanted Robert Sala fired whenever he first started halfway through the season. And anybody that's saying Wilkes should be fired has not watched the tape. Our players are in position. Uh, now, yeah, there's going to be some busted plays, but the defense gave them, and any adjustment you wanted, it worked. You look at the fourth quarter, we gave them zero points. Zero. No points. None. You gave the ball back to the offense four times in the fourth quarter, and they mustered up a field goal. And that was it. Like, so whatever your complaints are for Wilkes, you give up 19 points and 22 points in back-to-back -back road games and lose both, that ain't on the defense. I don't care who you are. The context matters. We're not giving up a lot of points. You can't score 22 points or 19 points on the road. That's on the offense and special teams. Missed field goals matter. Interceptions matter. All those things matter. Could the defense be better? Sure. 
or still a top three unit. Uh, that I, I, it's weird how everybody went after him. I guess because he's the one new thing. But were, did you want him fired after the first five weeks when we had the number one defense? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, no, Wilkes is not going anywhere. No matter how upset you are, Kyle is, anybody is. We just got to take a breath. There we go. Uh, right here, Josh. You just breathe a little bit. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, we are right. Now, and again, the 49ers are 5-2. and two. We're 5-2 and two in first place. We have the second fewest points in the NFL allowed. That's it. Uh, that's it. We're allowing 15.6 points a game. Second best in the NFL. Second in points scored. Second best defense. We're right where we want to be. We beat the Steelers, blew them out. Rams, that was closer than the score indicated. That stupid fake field goal. Um, blew out the Giants, blew out the Cardinals, blew out the Cowboys. And you are talking about fired at DC. Now you lose to the, the Browns on the road, but you held them to under 20 points. It wasn't a great game, but you held them under 20 points. The two missed field goals. Uh, come on, man. Uh, lost to the Vikings on the road by five points. They scored 22. But one thing that has been consistent across not one, but two defensive coordinators, we have not lost a home game in over a calendar year. Listen to Kyle talk about it. No, I'd like to say there was some special speech that I said never again on our home field, so that's only because of that is why it's been a year. Um, but no, it's never really like that. You just, when you lose, you... And you try to when you win too, but especially when you lose, it's just you got to keep focusing. You got to keep, you know, everyone goes through it at times in the year, and usually teams kind of fall behind and turn into the majority of the teams, or you get better and you hunker down and you get better at football. And usually that leads to wins. And I think that's what we've gone through here in these last couple of years, and especially up to that Chiefs game. Um, that was a, a down spot. And, um, but no, there's no, it's one week at a time. And I think we, we played pretty good football for a while. We played great football. The 49ers have every single goal that they want right at their hands and their fingertips currently. You're fine. And you got a bye week upcoming. Now you drop three in a row. Now you're talking about needing some help. Everything might not be at your control. Those thing, type of things like that. And if we look at you know both these teams, let's step back through PFF ranking the different units. The Bengals, overall 27th out of 32 teams. Offense, 23rd. Defense, 27th. Special teams, 6th. That is their advantage this game, and that is my largest concern. You look at the Bengals' field goal kicker, Evan McPherson, hasn't missed any field goal under 50 yards. Um, he's two, he's he's 3 of 5 on 50-plus yard field goals. He's missed two, but he doesn't miss under 50. He is consistent. Now you look at our guy, Ah, only 6 kickers have missed more kicks than Jake Moody. That's it. Um, and one of them just got cut. So now, now it's him and five other ones. And Jake Moody, yes, yeah, started off nine for nine, missed zero extra points. Incredible. But the problem with it is, as soon as he had his first pressure kick, that's when the misses started. You come out to Vikings, prime time, down, you know, loud atmosphere, missed it again. Now, I know he's playing a lot of college games. I understand that, all that. But... Ah, we we got a huge red flag there. The biggest mismatch for the 49ers versus this team, it's their field goal kicker. It is their field goal kicker. So if this is a close game, whew, 
It's going to be tough. Now, I believe in Jake Moody. No way you cut Jake Moody. No way you move on from Jake Moody. I don't ever want to hear Robbie Gold's name mentioned outside of, I loved it whenever he talked trash in the playoffs. Yeah, that was cool. Robbie Gold ain't coming back, and I don't want him back. Don't want him. He didn't want to be here twice. We forced his hand twice. Um, nah, goodbye. Sayonara. Enjoy your time. Why is he on no other team? But the battle of field goals, I don't like that. I'm sorry, and we'll have to see. I understand he's got all the talent in the world, and I believe in him long-term. Dude's got to show up and show that he can handle pressure situations. That's about all I'm looking for. Now, battle of the punters, we got them by a mile. Mitch Wisnowski's been incredible. Like He's up for punter of the year, the way he's going. He's got one touchback and 12 punts down inside the 20. Bengals punter Brad Robbins... Two touchbacks, six inside the 20. Our kick, our punter is literally twice as good as him. And not to mention, if you watch our special teams footage, I'm going to nominate Mitch Wisnowski to the Hall of Fame because I think he's the greatest holder of all time in the NFL history. Whatever. You can file that one away. Now, if we look at the 49ers in those same categories rated by Pro Football Focus, which, you know, we're going to go through analytics, stats, rankings, all that stuff, just trying to provide the largest possible snapshot as to this game and advantages and all that stuff. Out of 32 teams, overall, the 49ers is the second highest ranked team. Offensively, third. Defense, first. Special teams, 24th. Again, defense, first. Did you hear that? Defense, first. We got to put all games into perspective, not one bad play call right before the half. And yeah, it was a huge play call, not dismissing it, but that doesn't take precedence over the other 500-plus snaps that the Niners' defense has had. Um, Anyway, I digress. I know we keep talking about that, and I I don't want to spend time... on all those things. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's get to know let's get to know their their coaching staff. Zach Taylor. Um uh, high school Norman, not cool. Uh, you know, I am repping my UT stuff today. Go horns. Uh not a fan of anything to do with Norman except for George Kittle, who spent one year as freshman year there outside of that garbage. Uh college went to Wake Forest. Then he went to Butler Community College, then transferred to Nebraska, went undrafted, played for the Bucks in 2007, then went to Winnipeg Blue Bombers um, as a coach. Texas A&M, don't like that. This dude's got a lot of strikes for me. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> He's a good dude, actually. Um, 
Got his first spot um, as assistant quarterback coach for the Dolphins in 2012. Then he got promoted to Dolphins quarterback coach. Then Dolphins offensive coordinator. You like to see people that get promoted from within. That tells you a lot. Then he went to University of Cincinnati. Then to the Rams. Back-to-back weeks against McVay disciple head coaches. I mean... Back-to-back weeks. The Vikings were the same way. Now we're playing the Bengals. And so they're McVay disciples that haven't coached with Shanahan. And, you know, he was with the Rams as the uh, wide receiver coach, then quarterbacks coach. Then he got brought here to the Bengals, and he's been there for three years now as the head coach. Um, His regular season record, 31-39-1. Not great. Postseason 5-2. When it's time to show up, Zach Taylor gets his team ready in the playoffs, and they play the best. for They They got a winning record versus Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. That says a lot. Now, Kyle was asked about Zach Taylor and how he knows him and what their relationship's like. I've gotten to know him just at the owners' meetings and stuff like that over the last few years. I've never worked with him and stuff. And um, I was real close with his father-in-law, Mike Sherman, um, who was a coordinator when I was the quarterback coach um, in Houston. So connected through him, but... Getting to know him over the years as a head coach of the owners' meetings and stuff, and um, yeah, I think everyone. I always, I think we're a great. Always when first year coaches struggle with their team and everything, it's it's really easy for me to say, hey, don't worry. At least you're not you know start out zero and nine. Um, so I can always give that support to people, and my wife can to their wives and things like that. But um, you know, he's done a hell of a job um, from where they've come and where they are now, and um, they're one of the better teams in this league over these last few years. Yeah, I mean, you cannot deny the success. They got so close to winning it. The refs totally gave one of the worst calls in, I think, the past 10 years um, in Super Bowl history, that that fake pass interference call, but refs are going to ref. Um, so, yeah, you got a McVay guy. Their offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan, um, he went to De La Salle uh, right here locally, which, you know, it was pretty cool. My son played De La Salle a week ago. El Cerrito did. It was fun to go out there and see the stadium. And I was just like, you know, I was like, all right, this is the big powerhouse, the house that Marshawn Lynch built and, you know, all the wins. I went out there. I was a little disappointed. Uh, I was a little disappointed. Not going to lie. Texas football, just different. And I understand that. But shout out to De La Salle. They won. They shut us out 17 nothing. Um, but anyway, Callahan, you know, he went to De La South and UCLA. He's a California guy. Spent most of his time with the Broncos. Uh, coaching assistant, 2010 Broncos, quality control coach, then offensive assistant, went to the Lions as a quarterback coach, Raiders, then Bengals as the OC. Um, but my favorite coach on this staff, and I think most would agree with me, Lou Anarumo, their defensive coordinator. And this dude... Yeah, he played at Wagner College, which respect. And then after that, he was the Wagner College running backs coach. Then Syracuse is a GA. Then the U.S. Merchant Marine Academy as the DB coach in D.C. Then Harvard. Then Marshall. This dude worked his way up. This is, he didn't know anybody. This is starting at the bottom. This is working your way up. Went to Marshall, then Purdue, then Miami. That's where the connection with Callahan took place, right? Interim D.C. at Miami, then the Giants, and now the Bengals. And this dude, I should have got a head coach last year. I really believe he should have been hired. I, I'm Lou Anarumo is one of my favorite. I don't know anything about him personally. I don't know anything about him outside of you know his career track. But when I watch the Bengals play defense, I'm just like, 
yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like this dude has fun doing what he does and it shows on the field. Again, I don't know anything really about him besides his career path, but when I watch his defense, I get like I get excited. I'm like, okay. Um, I don't feel the same way about Brian Callahan or Zach Taylor too much, but I'm a big Lou Anarumo fan. Now, injuries are big, obviously, this game. And Brock Purdy, you know, I came out as soon as they announced, I said, Brock Purdy ain't playing. Seems like I was wrong, uh, which I don't mind being wrong, and I'm glad I'm wrong. I'm wrong all the time. <laughs> um, I think our track record has been pretty good, though. Um, it's seeming like Brock Purdy had a full practice yesterday, Friday. They're supposed to announce today if he clears the last step, he will be playing, and he should play. And for people who are like, no, just let them rest, let them rest. Kyle Shanahan don't do that. Players don't do that. Um, I understand the mindset of let's just protect our asset. You know, we're going to put them on the shelf for two weeks just in case. That's not the way the NFL works. That's not the way the NFL is going to work. And it sure as hell is not the way that Kyle Shanahan will ever work. Um, that That's not going to happen. If he is cleared, dude is playing, period. That's all there is to it. Um, I do think if I, you know, I'm a betting man, and I went and put all of my bets in this week, and those are posted on the 49ersrush.com. Those are posted on um, our Patreon channel, all those things. I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I think he's playing. I'm betting as if he is playing. Um, Debo is out. Trent, Trent's a little bit more to the negative. Here is Kyle Shanahan quick clip talking about what it would take for Trent to play and if he is going to play. Um, he did the beginning part, but nothing against each other. Um, better than last week, but still not sure. It's got to improve here in the next 48 hours. He can go up to kickoff, though. Yeah, if if Trent can go, Trent goes. But Jalen Moore played great last week. I, I was really, really impressed um, about Jalen Moore. He, he played awesome. I, I really, really did like that. Now, um, we'll see. I don't expect Trent to play. I do expect Purdy to play. I really, really do. When we get to our predictions, I'll dive a little bit more into those two things. Um, DFF is a full go, so that helps with special teams and backups and all that kind of stuff. Um, the Bengals, their backup running back, Chase Brown. I say backup running back. He hasn't been playing very much. Um, he pulled his hamstring in practice, so he's out. Devin Harper, their linebacker, he's got a hamstring issue, but he's practicing, so expect him out there. Akeem Davis-Gaither did not practice on Thursday. Um, you know, his knee, he's got a knee issue. So I, I doubt, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm doubting that he's going to play, but coming off a of bye, yeah, they declared him out. Him and Chase Brown are out. So then the other guys, Orlando Brown Jr., they're, you know, tackle that they paid a lot of money for. He's full go groin. And then Josh Tupu, their defensive tackle, he's good to go toe. H Higgins, fully off the report he's got to be playing so right here does purdy trending towards playing want to make you buy your ticket now or would you still wait i'm still gonna wait um but it, i always say this big papa check the go to tick pick i'm and let me tell this story because i was walking to the game i always wait to buy my tickets as a walk to the game and i was with my main man sean um we're walking to the thing he's buying his ticket we're walking to the stadium Buying our ticket. Kickoff's happening in about 30 minutes. I buy my ticket on TickPick. He buys his ticket on another app. 
His ticket never came through. We're in front of security walkthrough. His ticket's still not coming. He's hit refresh, refresh, refresh. I go and tick pick, buy him another ticket. I don't want him to miss kickoff. And then we walked in. He ended up having to get refunded. Took a week and a half. I'm just telling you guys. Uh, tick pick does a damn good job. And I'm just throwing that out there. So you figure out a price that you like. If you see that available, buy it. Uh, I'm going to wait. One, just because I, I'm crazy. I, I like to I like to gamble a little bit, man. I, I got some issues. That's just the way it is. Now, matchup history. 49ers have dominated this. Absolutely crushed this matchup. They lead 13 to 4. It's not even like half. Including, and this is my favorite part this week. I ain't going to lie. This, I got a little giddy. I went total fanboy when I found this out. Obviously, we've beaten the Bengals in the Super Bowl not once, but twice. The 49ers have decided, and this has been in the works for a long time, I'm sure, they will be um, honoring both championship uh, teams this week. So Super Bowl 16 winners and 23 winners, there's going to be over 100 alumni from those two Super Bowl teams there this weekend. You know what's up? Eddie DeBartolo is going to be in the house. Are you freaking kidding me? I get to watch a football game with the 49ers, and I get to see these legends. Mm, man, I'm so pumped about that. There are going to be no bathroom breaks. <laughs> there are going to be no bathroom breaks. So I really hope if you are on the fence about coming out to this game, man, you got to come out. You got to. And you got to come party with us. We're over in the blue lot. You know, all the way up against the Democracy Way, kind of in that back corner. That way we can have all the space we need. We're going to have an absolute blast. It's going to be incredible. Just go to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Uh, we've got this one catered. We've got TVs with Red Zone on so we can watch the early games. we got music pumping, unlimited drinks. Kids are free always. My son's coming out, the 15-year-old. We're going to be having a great time. And if you've never been to one of our home tailgates, man, here you go. Going to 49ers games is awesome, but what's even better than that is going to 49ers games with the faithful, joining the community, and we got you covered. The 49ers Rush Road Trip is going into its fourth year of bringing the faithful together, night before parties, tailgates the day of. We got you covered. Go get your tickets at 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Go see the full list of all 12 games, both home and away, that we will be working on. And remember, every single event we do is family-friendly. That's what's up. And again, if you can't make this one, you want to go out to Jacksonville after the bye week? Oh, by the way, just nobody but Frank Gore coming to party with us. Um, so, yeah, you want to party with us, 40HoursRushRoadTrip.com. We've got um, tickets to buy his autographs, and he's signing everything. So uh, you can go buy those on the website now. Those prices are going to go up next week. Right now it's the lowest we're allowed to contractually put those out there. So 40HoursRushRoadTrip.com, you got to buy. It's 20 bucks to get in, and then you've got to buy um, individually however many autographs you want. So you want to bring your jersey out, picture out, hat out, whatever. We got you covered. You just go buy those now. We only have a limited number of spaces, and we're expecting a pretty big parties, so I would strongly recommend not to wait because it's the lowest those are going to be. Now, back to the 49ers versus the Bengals. We played not too long ago, um, December 2021, and the 49ers won one of the best games of the year, 26-23 to in overtime. And there's some carryover, but things are a little bit weird. It was a Jimmy G game, obviously. And he had a good game, two touchdowns, no interceptions, five sacks. But it was almost exactly what Joe Burrow do, did, two touchdowns, no interceptions, five sacks. 
Uh, Burrow had an extra 50 yards passing. Uh, Jeff Wilson was our number one running back, 13 carries, 56 yards. Debo had eight carries, 37 yards, and a touchdown. They had Mixon, 18 carries, 58 yards. And so, you know, you look at their receiving game, Kittle, 13 catches, 151 yards. Man, I miss those. I miss those. I think that's whenever he almost broke the record. Uh, Ayuk, six catches, a touchdown, 60 yards. And then Jamar Chase, five catches, 77 yards, two touchdowns. T. Higgins, five catches, 114 yards. Nick Bosa balled out, two sacks, two quarterback hits, two tackle for losses. Man, I miss those games. Um, I miss those games from Kittle and from Bosa. It's been a while. I know Kittle had the three touchdown game, but he had three catches, right? Um, it's been a while since those two have kind of dominated the way that we're used to them. Maybe this week that changes. Um, and both teams scored in overtime. Thank you, Josh. That dude is always on point. All right, let's do this. It's time, ladies and gents. Let's just do a deep dive into the Bengals' defense. What they have done, what they do, tendencies, all that fun stuff. Now, let's go through their rankings. All these are out of 32 teams, okay? 17th in points, 27th in yards, 9th in turnovers, 22 in fumbles, recovered, 25th in first downs, 17th. Like, they're not good at a lot of things, but the one area they are good in, interceptions. They have eight. That's Lou Anarumo. They, they trick quarterbacks. It's what they do. 29th in rushing yards allowed. That man, please, for the love of all that is holy, run the damn ball, Shanahan. I don't care if they do a five or six man front. Keep running the ball. Jordan Mason is the answer. Ugh. Don't take CMC out. Put CMC in the Debo role. Put Jordan Mason in the CMC role. Uh, not all the time. Just 10 plays. Come on, man. Ugh. Ooh. Yeah, give him. Run the damn ball. <laughs> 17th in rushing touchdowns allowed. 30th in yards per rush. They average, average 5.0 yards per rush a game. You do not need to be throw happy against this team. <sighs> Run the ball. Run the ball. 23rd and third downs. Third and fourth downs. They've only allowed two out of seven fourth down conversions. And ninth in the red zone. So interceptions they're good at. Fourth downs they're good at. Red zone they're good at. How do you counteract all of those things? Run the ball. I don't care if it's third and six. You could run the ball on third and six. I have no problem with that whatsoever. None. Run the freaking ball. <laughs> um, right here, Ed. Appreciate you, man. He says, CFC will have a phenomenal game against the Bengals. It's set up for him. It really is. And I am betting that way. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Now, they do have some studs. Trey Hendrickson's, you know, incredible. 89.1 PFF grade. He's 10th out of all the defensive ends. Hubbard, who played opposite Bosa for a short time at Ohio State, 67.7. Um, they do not rotate defensive ends. They are not like us. Um, to put this into perspective, Hubbard and Hendrickson have 587 snaps between them. Cam Sample, who is third, has 131. Then their first-round rookie, Miles Murphy, has 66. They don't rotate. They don't. Um, and Hill, their safety's decent, but there's some bad players on this defense. It's not a talented squad as far as the roster is concerned. Um, it's really not. Scott, their safety, this was the Scott that everybody wanted. You remember that in the third round? Scott's sitting there available at the safety. He's ranked 84th out of 85 safeties in the NFL. I think we did okay. Hilton, their slot slash uh, nickel back slash safety, he's rated 78th. 
10 missed tackles, team high. He doesn't tackle well. Um, Wilson, their linebacker, 72 out of 83. And, you know, if you just look at their scheme and coverage, crazy man heavy. <laughs> this is uh, one of the things that's been crazy to me all season long. The, the schedule's somewhat random, right? We play the most man heavy teams. We have, through eight weeks, this is week eight, played six, I'm sorry, played five of the top six man-heavy teams. Number one is the Cowboys, already played them. Number three, Giants, already played them. Browns, fourth, already played them. Bengals are fifth, that's who we're playing this week. And the Steelers are sixth. And so just a lot of man. It's it's, it's interesting, which usually means Brandon Ayuk, but... With what happened last week with Minnesota in the second half where they just put the safety over on his side the whole time and Kyle and Purdy said, nope, can't throw it to him if he's being double covered, we're going to see a lot of that this week. There, there's no doubt. They do a lot of cover one man with a little bit of cover three zone, um, but it's a lot of man coverage. It's a lot of man coverage. Now, 34.9% man coverage. So, like, understand, still it's well over 60% zone. But in today's NFL, that's fifth most in the NFL. A lot of teams are just going straight zone. We're, we're most zone heavy team that exists. We run man a couple times and everybody loses their damn mind. Um, anyway, y'all could not live with Lou Anarumo. There's no doubt y'all would not make it. Uh, if you are concerned about Steve Wilkes, good lord, um, that, that's like going from you know shots of fireball to shots of Everclear. Uh, they live dangerously uh, over there, and hopefully the Niners can take advantage of that. Now, blitzes not a blitz heavy team. Um, you know, Seattle, they blitz 11 times, Arizona, 12, Tennessee, 11 Rams, 17, Baltimore, 15. We blitz nine times last time. That's fewer than any game they have all year. And they're not a blitz heavy team perspective matters. Like you got to look at it now, the way you blitz and the timing of the blitz, all those things. I understand. Um, it's a little bit different. So let's get to. The 49ers, or sorry, the Bengals offense. Um, and this is where it gets quite interesting. And to kind of set the stage here, let's go back to Wilkes um, and listen to him talk about what the Bengals do offensively. Obviously, you got to talk about their big three. That's what everything goes through. And Wilkes kind of talks about that. Moving forward, I would say we have a uh, definitely a challenge ahead of us. Um, Joe Burrow, in my opinion, is one of the best quarterbacks. Uh, in this league, he has a dynamic trio uh, at the receiver position, Board, Higgins, and uh, what I think one of the best in the league, uh, Chase. Uh, Mixon is still running the ball at a high level, and I think they do a great job up front in the offensive line for the run game as well as trying to give him time in the uh, pocket for his protection. So uh, with that, I'll take your question. There we go. Um, and again, I just saw any word on Brock today. No, that's not going to come later. Uh, but Mayoko did just put out Brock will receive clearance later today and start tomorrow. Oh, there we go. Oh, he says, if all goes as expected, come on, man, you, you buried that one a little bit, buddy. But, uh, so we'll see. Uh, I expect him to play. I bet, put it all my bets in. And if you are betting with us and you want to bet this game, you better run over there and get your bets in. Now I, I put out on our betting site, the 49ers rush.com and our Patreon channel. If you are going to bet last night was the best time to do so because, since then, we got, I got in at three negative three and a half points. By the time I posted, I refreshed, it was at negative four points. It's already up to negative five points. My assumption is it's going to lock, 
and then it's going to come back in at about negative six, negative 6.5. So you're getting free points out there. If you are going to bet this game, you need to go do so now. Um, th that's just what you should do. And if you're like, I don't even know where to bet. Where do I go? Right here, guys. When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sportsbook that gives you tools to win, like my bookie. And my bookie doesn't matter if your team's up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boost, same game parlays. I like teasers. And take advantage of the huge prize pool contest. Plus, my bookie currently has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit, withdraw, Quick. Carries a one-time rollover. Can't find that anywhere else. Just use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, or scan the QR code on this video right next to my face here to claim your own cash deposit bonus now. That's promo code 49ers. So try my money uh, money bag. Uh, you basically roll the dice, and it picks a team and gives you extraordinary extraordinary odds on who's going to win the Super Bowl. Um, lots of fun options there, so bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I do mean anywhere, wherever you are, you can bet with my bookie. Just make sure you use the promo code 49ERS, and let's go. Let's make some money together. And again, you know, we, we put up, and if you're part of those sites, I tell you what to do uh, early on, tell you how much, what to bet, all those different things. We're going to go through some of those bets later. Um, and again, if you did bet when we did, you can now cash out before the game and get, you know, a payout without risking anything. Because we jumped in a full point under the spread. Now you're not going to get, you know, you'll get everything that you bet plus just a little bit because they'll pay you based on the odds. And so that is an option that is there. I'm going to let mine ride, but we'll talk about that later. Now, the Bengals offense, as you know, Wilkes was talking about, you look at Burrow, Chase, Higgins, and it's like, ooh, that's scary stuff. But then you go through the ranks, and it's like, ooh, that's not reflective of what they're doing. Again, this is out of 32 teams now. 28th in points scored. Dead last in the NFL in total yards. Dead last. Second in turnovers. They don't turn the ball over much. Four interceptions, one fumble. Both those are pretty impressive. Brock's got three, right? And he's played a fewer game. Um, 30th in first downs, not sustaining drives. 26th in pass yards. 16th in passing touchdowns. Even though they've been down, Burrow's throwing touchdowns to Chase. That's just what it is. 31st in pass yards per attempt. They get pass happy. Uh, you know, we, we I critique Shanahan for getting pass happy in the games, but they've been a part of some blowouts. And so when that happens, you got to throw the ball when you're down, you know, 20 points in the fourth quarter. It's not good. 31st in rush attempts, you got to run the ball. 31st in rush yards, 28. They only have one rushing touchdown. That's it. The whole the whole season. Now, they played six games. I get that. We played seven, but still, one rushing touchdown, that's a CMC half, baby. Uh, <laughs> that's just what it is. 27th in rush yards per attempt, three and a half yards per carry. 29th in third downs, 28th in fourth downs, 17th in red zone. You can't find it. They don't turn the ball over. That's it. That's what they got going for them. Now... You look at Jamar Chase, dude's unbelievable. He is unbelievable. Um, 86.7 PFS score, that's seventh best wide receiver, leads team in targets, receptions, and touchdowns. He is a madman. Higgins, he's been he's he's been off. I'm going to be honest. He has not had his great year. He struggled with injuries, all that stuff. And the craziest thing, like what made him so special was contested catches. He's a big old boy. Two of 11 on the year on contested catches with three drops. 
coming off a of bye week, finally healthy. Some rumors he might be traded. I don't think so. They're they're not a sell team. They're a buy team. Um, and this game's going to determine a lot of that. You you get blown out on this one, maybe not at three and four. You win this one at four and three. Yeah, they're not selling. Burrow hasn't been Burrow. Dealing with the calf strain. Now he's healthy. We got to see. But seven touchdowns, four interceptions, not terrible, not good. 14 sacks is a lot. That's pretty typical. Um, and yeah, we'll see. Uh, he's got a 79.8 passer rating, which is really, really low for him. And Williams, their right tackle, not great. Their offensive line struggled. It's probably the biggest weakness. Tight end's been terrible. Smith Jr., who they expected to play well. He's 68 out of 69. Nice. Tight end's ranked by PFF. And Volston, North Dakota State, the Bison. Um, 66th out of 78th guards in the NFL. Not good. Now, they love to throw it deep. Even in a down season, they want to throw it deep. But they've been bad at it. And this has been Burrow's strength. Amazing deep ball. They're 2 of 16. On balls that travel 20 or 20 or more air yards. Two of 16. One touchdown, one interception. I expect that to change this week. We put our corners in the worst possible situation. That's kind of our defensive scheme. Has been under D'Amico. Has been under Sala. Is under this. We put our corners on the island and we say we're going to get pressure. We haven't got the pressure. And so that shows what happens whenever you get corners one-on-one with Higgins and Chase. We're going to give up some plays. I'm telling you right now. But that's accounted for because we're going to stop the run game and we're going to force them into third and longs. You just got to get off the field in third down. That's where the 49ers have really missed it, man. Um, we, we, we see. Um, we'll, we'll see what's up. And I, Ed, I agree with you here. He says, I believe they will be sluggish the first half coming off a of bye. Yeah, on the road, we'll see. I, I, I'm with you. I really, really am. Now, here's what's crazy. Burrow is at his best versus the Blitz. We only blitzed nine times last game. I expect those numbers to be somewhat the same. I mean, <laughs> we're one of the fewest blitzing teams of the NFL, but we have historically, the past seven years, been one of the fewest blitzing teams in the NFL, and we're still way below average. But all four of Burrow's turnovers, interceptions, have been against four-man pressure. All four of them. So he hasn't turned the ball over once versus the Blitz. Nine sacks versus four-man pressure, only five sacks versus the Blitz. So, yeah, you blitz some, but you got to get there with four. And his college teammate, Nick Bosa, and friend, it's time, man. Um, Bosa's been great versus the run, but that dude got to win some matchups. And last week, again, I said this already, was, in my opinion, his worst pass-rushing effort I have ever seen because he was not getting double teams late, and he did nothing. He did nothing. Great versus the run. Um, we'll see. 17% play action is really low. Um, a lot of that's being in trash time, so they, they don't do a lot of play pass. Most success comes from running to the offensive left side, and they're still not even good there. Uh, you look at the left, even though it's better, <laughs> the right is awful. Off the right guard, 2.4 yards per carry, terrible. Off the right tackle, 3.2, not good. Off the right end, 1.7, abysmal. Oh, there's the word. They're not good, but most of their positive plays have gone, you know, running on the offensive left. Offensive right, they just suck at every single A, B, C gap. They're just not good. Uh, you can tell I look at this from a, what's it called? A defensive mind. It's just kind of what it is, but I don't use the two, four, six and one, three, five holes, but whatever. Um, I, I started on defense. That's where I made my bread and butter. 
Now, my favorite matchups of this game, every single week, I try really, really hard to find blue chip on blue chip. This was rough. The offense, you know, talk about the 49ers offense versus the Bengals defense. There's not one blue chip on blue chip player matchup. Now, if Trent plays, you got Hendrickson versus Trent. That's freaking money. Outside of that, there's not really a all pro or really a lot of pro bowl players for the Bengals defense. That's just not really the way they built. They built on offense. They invested all their capital on offense. They paid Hendrickson to come in, but it's not a top flight defense. You'd say the same thing about Minnesota Vikings though. And that didn't pan out defensively when the 49ers are on defense. Yeah. Chase and Higgins versus Charvarius Ward and Demo. Yeah, they're better than those two. You look at the contracts that they're going to receive. They're better than those two. It, like, Charvarius Ward's awesome, physical, you know, plays tough, contested catches. What's Chase and Higgins' MO? They're the best at contested catches. Uh, it, Chase was, you know, top five pick. Charvarius Ward was a drafted free agent. Higgins was, you know, early second, I think the first pick of the second round. Demo was, you know, day three guy. Like, we're not supposed to. But they invested all of their capital in wide receivers and skill guys. We invested all of our capital in the D-line. It's not cashing in right now. Um, Orlando Brown versus Nick Bosa. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Bosa's got to be good. Dude's got to capitalize. He really does. Um, and he hasn't. But, man, I'm betting on Bosa. Every freaking time, my son, I just bought him a Bosa jersey, and I'm, I'm excited about there. Uh, Greenlaw, uh, Ed says Greenlaw will be better this game. Man, Greenlaw, he he had he had some negative plays last week, but he had a lot of positive plays too. And the consistency that we've seen from Greenlaw's got to be there. And again, how do we start this show? The two blowout losses that the Bengals have gone through on the road versus physical teams, good defenses. That's what you got to do. Now, there's a lot of relationships between these two rosters and connections. Um, you know, Latu and Jordan Battle were together at Alabama. Cleveland Farrell, Ray Ray T. Higgins, Austin Bryant, all at Clemson. Isaiah Oliver and Chidobe Awuzie at Colorado. They, they played next to each other, uh, which in the secondary. Charlie Warner, Trey Hill at Georgia. TDP and Burrow and Chase at LSU. Um, and shout out to Wayne Breeze. I didn't even bring this up. We got six Michigan guys, three on each side, Dax Hill, Brad Robbins, DJ Turner, Ambry Thomas, Jake Moody, Ronnie Bell, all Michigan guys, Ohio state right there next to him. Sam Hubbard, Nick Bosa, Burrow. Uh, they were together. Kevin Givens, Nick Scott, Penn state, uh, Trenton Irwin, CMC at Stanford, and then USC. Tallanoa, Drake Jackson, and Jay Tufeli. Um, I'm sure I pronounced that wrong at USC. So there, there's a lot there. Uh, and so, you know, you look at just kind of what these connections are. It, it's fun because it matters to the game. And it matters kind of to what they got going on. Now, right here, I saw a question. Somebody asked me uh, right here. Oh, Josh, what's up, brother? He says, who are their DTs? BJ Hill and Sample, uh, Cam Sample. Those are their two guys that kind of go inside, outside. And, you know, Sample's kind of like a, how do you say this? He's kind of like their Armstead that can play inside, outside. They play them both, but neither one of them. Cam Sample's 56th 
Uh, Hill is 82nd. They're not solid. They're linebackers, Jermaine Pratt and, you know, Logan Wilson. The draft capital says they're good, but they haven't played well either. Secondary's not great. Like, the defense is it's problematic, and that that's not how they built their team. They want to outscore teams. And so we'll see if they can do that. Now, the spread, let me just refresh just to see. It was at negative five when we started the show. I think it's probably there until the official news comes out on Brock Purdy. Um, you know, negative five, that's crazy because the Niners have struggled. There, there's no doubt about it. And after back-to-back losses, playing against a team, you know, off a of bye week, it doesn't matter. It's still at five points. That's going to get bigger. It's it's going to go up to five and a half or six points. It's just what it's going to be. It's still at negative five. Thank you, Josh. Now, my favorite bets of the week, Juwan Jennings. I, I don't I don't know who made the lines over at my bookie. They still have Juwan Jennings in a backup role. Juwan Jennings took over the Debo Samuel role. He was out there in every single two wide receiver set that was present. He led the team in targets. They've got they've got Juwan Jennings at a twenty four and a half yard. Uh, receiving yards. I bet the over big time. They've got Juwan Jennings at two and a half receptions. I bet the over big time. If I'm Lou Anarumo, I'm stopping Brendan Ayuk. I'm giving two guys to Ayuk, just like the Vikings did. I'm going to force everybody else to beat me. So I'm going big on Juwan Jennings um, over on receptions and yards. And I think CMC, you know, that's the thing. CMC's up for the all-time record. 16 consecutive games with a touchdown. He scores here 17. He ties Lenny Moore for the all-time record. Breaks it next week. CMC uh, clearing it. Uh-oh. We're getting Brock is cleared. I'm not seeing anything posting that. So, VZ, I saw you post that. Uh, I'm refreshing my Twitter feed and not seeing anything. So, I, I, I'm not saying I disagree with you, but if you don't mind sharing your source just so we can attribute a name to that, I don't want to put that on the show. I do expect... I do expect um, him to play. Uh, I really I did said that before the show. Um, you go with the information that is given. I've not seen that posted anywhere. I'm going to keep posting, uh, kind of putting that up there. Now, I put on the show, and I asked this question. The poll question was, will CMC tie the all-time record of 17 straight games with a touchdown this week? 95% of you, which I'm proud of y'all. You guys come through, and I freaking love it. Um, yeah. Absolutely love it. And I do think that he will tie the record. Can't break it this week. He can break it after the bye week. But let's get into predictions. I want to hear what your predictions are. Whether it's, you know, this player does this, so many tackles, somebody gets sacked, scores, whatever. We'll go through some of those. But as I lead into my prediction um, category or segment of the show, I'm going to let CMC kind of tee it off. You got all the tools. You got everything you need to win this game. We just have to play well on game day. You know, we practice hard. Uh, we got all the right guys. Um, we just have to play well. And that's, you know, I, I don't even want to speak for anyone else. I'll just speak for myself. I, I can't I can't put the ball on the ground. I have to do better than that. There we go. And so we've got all the tools. The 49ers do. They can do. They're in charge. You know what I mean? And I, I keep just refreshing over here because I want to know and I want this to go live on the show so that if people listen to this know for sure and feel good about it. But the 49ers are the only team that can beat them. 
You handle your business. You play your way. You stop missing field goals. You stop turning it over. You stop giving up third and 15s. You stop all those things. You blow this team out. That is a legitimate possibility that the Niners win by like 18 points if they play their game. If they play their game. Now, the problem in the past has been we haven't played our game. We haven't called our games. Special teams has been suspect to say the least. Mitch Wisnowski is incredible, but it's never great whenever your best player on the team is a punter. You got to show out. Defensively, I don't expect a lot of scheme changes. I really, really don't. Um, fewer zero blitzes, the timing, I think that changes. But it was a short week. You're not changing scheme. You might just make it a little more vanilla, which I do expect, and I think that would be good. Just hide your freaking coverages a little bit. Disguise them a little bit. We do it sometimes. We got to do it more often. Um, yeah, we we got to do it more often. So fewer zero blitz. But when we put our corners on islands, and we do all the time, more than almost any team, they're going to hit a few ones. Don't panic. Don't flip out. Don't be the fire Wilkes crowd. We run cover three, which means there's no safety help for our corners. That's what we do. That is our bread and butter. That We run quarters, which means there's no safety help outside for our corners. They run fade routes. It's what it is. Now you can do a lot of press man halves, not our bread and butter. We do it some to kind of put those safeties over the top. But you do that, now you're open to running the ball up the middle. Niners' number one priority, stop the run. So I really, really hope um, Wilkes goes out and shows what he's made of. I love this dude. I, I love this defense. Yeah, there's some issues, but... I'm very happy with the hire, and I don't think that's going to change. I do expect the 49ers shut down the run game. I got Mixon under 48 rush yards, which I bet that one too. Um, just need the screen game not to kill us. I, I saw Sonia, I think it was. Yeah, right here earlier, man. Sonia's the best. Screen passes have been dicing us up the past two weeks. That's because we telegraph. We're blitzing. We telegraph it to try to force the quick throw. But if you run a screen, you get behind our numbers, and then we're in trouble. That's what I want to say is, like, stop that. Stop the run game. Stop the overload blitzes, and then we'll be all right. And I'm not too concerned. And I will say this. Bosa gets a sack this week, and so does Eric Armstead. I think those two guys are going to show up. Um, that's what I want to see. Bosa and Armstead get a sack, which is crazy with how low our sacks have been. Um and yeah, VZ says he read if. Appreciate you, VZ. Thank you, brother. Y'all good. So it's not the the news isn't out yet. I do fully expect that to happen, but it has not happened yet. Offensively, don't care who the quarterback is. I expect Brock Purdy to play. But even if Sam Darnold plays, look, you stick to your damn formula. Run quick reads. Darnold's better one read quarterback than Purdy is. After the second read, that's where it gets bad. Look, run the ball, get see him see the ball in space all the time. I want five catches minimum for CMC. Minimum. Last week he had three catches on three targets. Every one of them was a positive play. He should have had seven catches last week. Should have had seven catches. Probably would have had 80 yards receiving. All would have been for first downs. Throw the damn check down to CMC, please. Just throw it down. Throw it to CMC. <laughs> Dear God. Um uh, Jennings led the team in targets last week. I got him getting six catches, 85 yards. And so I, I think 
I think that's important. I really, really do, and I want to see that. So let, let's get to some of y'all's um, stuff right there that you guys put out there. Protect the ball. I love it. Yeah, right here, Gregory. Josh says, Gregory, two sacks, one forced fumble. That would be huge. Um, that would be huge. I would freaking love that so much. Um, we got another one right here. Ed says, 32-17, CMC, two rushing touchdowns, Kittle, one touchdown, Ayuk. Man, I'd be very happy with that. Be very happy with that. And, you know, maybe we'll get a... Maybe we'll get a shut. I don't know. We'll see a shootout. That'd be fun. I want the defense to kind of step up, but we'll see. So I've got, if Purdy plays 27, 17, 49ers win. If Darnold 23, 21. So a little bit closer game, but I've got Purdy um, winning and I'm excited about this. And right here. Thank you, VZ. This was the actual Mayoko thing. If all goes as expected. Brock Purdy will receive clearance later today and start tomorrow. Um, I fully expect that to take place, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We will be live from Levi's right after the show. Uh, we'll be at the game having a good time. So whether that's a therapy session or whether that's a celebration heading into the bye week, doesn't matter. That's where we'll be. Um, appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And until next time, stay strong, faithful. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.